In the morning, when you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. Oh, Ian Rappaport has reported that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have agreed to a one-year contract extension that will take him through the 2022 season. So this year and next season for Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Uh, He turned 44 last August, so he'll be 45 when he plays this upcoming season. Tom Brady's just never going away, is he? No, you know, I've talked about this. I hope he doesn't. Uh... (laughs) You know, you know, I'm a you know I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'll tell you what, I'm a Cowboys fan. If they can't win the Super Bowl, I want this guy to win like three more because I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> it would drive people insane if this guy's like 48 winning Super Bowls. And you know, you made the best point. If you're in shape, which he is, and you know you're full of water, which he is, and you think, and what else would this guy do? Like hang? I mean, I guess it's nice to hang out with the model wife and the kids, but you, you know, do that in the off season. Why would you quit? Like he just won the Super Bowl. Like. Where would he be going? What else would this guy be doing except selling like TB12 gear or something? This guy should stay in this for as long as he can. He also sell more TB12 gear. Uh, Yes, by playing. Yes. If somebody's willing to pay you 10, 15, 20 million dollars, like, because I think that his cap hit's going to be under 20 million now. Why would you walk away from that? Again, if you, if maybe like if your body's falling apart, sure, I got it. But if you're fine and Tom Brady at least gives us the presentation that his body is fine and never going to break down, why would you say no to a $20 million salary? I wouldn't. I'd keep playing yeah. until they kick me out. It'll yeah. live forever. Would. This guy's hilarious. Well, we said, we Tyler and I are saying the break, let's say he plays till I'd keep playing, and then you want to hang out with the wife and the kids, you got 30 more years to do that. <laughs> why do you need to start that now? I mean, just keep winning. I think it's hilarious. I'm not a fan either way. I don't really care. I mean, I do think he's the best ever. I just love how much people hate him. And this just drives people nuts that this guy keeps playing, and which is funny to me. That's a great, great question. Virginia had a positive test within their basketball program. They are out of the ACC tournament. Georgia Tech has advanced. This is the second team that has been uh, taken out of the ACC tournament after Duke had a positive test yesterday. Um, I guess my main question from this is, what the hell's happening in the ACC? I don't know. I mean, did the bubble pop? Are they not, are they not like, are these kids not just staying in hotels? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, if it's one kid or one one test, then they can still play in the NCAA tournament. Uh, that, that person can't, or at least he can't start it because next week will go Thursday, Friday for the first round. So I haven't seen it yet. Tony Bennett was about to make a statement. So we'll look for that on Twitter on what he says. But it might not be a catastrophe in terms of not making the NSA tournament if it's only one guy. But you're right. This is back-to-back days now where teams have had to forfeit out because of, uh, of tests. So I don't know what's happening. We go back to the same thing. It's like Pat Forty tweeted. If you're one of those teams on standby next week, like you just, you're the first four out, as Forty tweeted, you better really be on standby. Like, you better be ready to go because you're saying 68, there's not going to be one issue? That's kind of starting to be hard to believe. Oh, Boise State's getting in. Doesn't matter how many oh. games they lose. They're getting in. Next question. 
Nevada beat Boise State yesterday uh, in the quarterfinals of the Mountain West Tournament, a game that might have knocked Boise State out of NCAA tournament consideration and into potentially being a standby team. Uh, I did not watch Leon Rice's press conference. Did he blame anything for that loss? I did not watch it. I do know, um, I was told, so I have to preface with that, that he was not happy with the uh, league making them play the last week of games. Now, I don't know if I say that now. Uh, You had a home game. Well, first of all, you had two games at San Diego State. If you split, you're fine. You get swept. You have a home game against Fresno, dead flat average. You lose that game. You come here and once again lose in the quarterfinals. You should probably say, Reno played great. We didn't do our job. Let's get to the NIT. Other than that, you shouldn't say anything yesterday. And I guess he did have some things to say about playing that last week of games. You and I talked about that extensively. Should they have done that or not? They went ahead and did it, so win the game. You were at home against Fresno State. You lost that game. That's on you. They were 18-4 and four coming off a sweep of Utah State. They, were, they looked guaranteed to be an NCAA tournament team. And then they end the regular season with four straight losses. Yeah. Like, that's Regardless of whether they had to go play Fresno State or not, they ended the season with four straight losses. That's yeah. like you you crumbled at the biggest time of the year yeah. when you could have put yourself in the NCAA tournament. With like literally win any one of those games and they're probably in. Yeah. I mean, don't go, go get one at San Diego. Get beat Fresno State at home. Just win a game. San Diego State beat Wyoming yesterday, 69 to 66. Wyoming almost pulled off that upset. Um, I That would have been curious to see what would have happened to San Diego State if they had lost to Wyoming yesterday. Well, Lenardi has them as a 7. Palm has them as a 9. I've seen them as a 7 and 8 elsewhere. So my guess is they would have dropped to a 10. I don't think they would have been 11. 11s are the last ones in. So put it this way. Like earlier in the week, the first thing the committee did is when they sat down for the first time, they voted on every team they believed should be in the NSA tournament, right? And I think you have to have all but two votes to be in. And at that point, you're in, and you worry about seeding later. A team with a 20 net ranked 19 in the country, my guess is they were in on the first vote. And if that's the case, then it just came down to seed. So, But I will say this. Had they lost, there would have been some nerves. You'd have been sitting around that hotel and be pretty nervous for the next few days. Man, you know, that's a great question. P.J. Tucker did not play for the Houston Rockets last night. He wants to be traded. Uh, He apparently decided he's not going to play for the Rockets anymore. The Rockets have said, okay, I guess we can't make you play, so we'll try to trade you. Um, Is P.J. Tucker good enough to do that? No. I think now they all think they are. I mean, (laughs) LaMarcus Aldridge, I don't want to play anymore. No, LaMarcus Aldridge is better than P.J. Tucker. His career has been much better. He's probably, you know, his borderline Hall of Famer. So, uh, he can do that, but now you get to the P.J. Tuckers of the world, like, demanding to be traded. I think it's absolutely hilarious, but we'll see what Houston does. Maybe they're like, hey, this guy's disgruntled. Let's move him out of here. But it seems like in the NBA now, anyone can do this. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for um, you know, the, the, the guy at the end of the bench. I'm waiting for Grayson Allen to demand a trade. <laughs> you know, I'm out of here. I don't want to play here anymore. Well, like, where would you – who would even want P.J. Tucker? Like, that's part of the problem. Oh, I want him on the team. He shoots threes, and we can make him play center and laugh. Like, he's he's a fine player. He's just not, like, I know, oh, but like, that what? guy's got to sit out or else he's going to be angry. I get it. But at the same time, like, what team is like we're a piece away, and that piece is P.J. Tucker? I mean, the Nets thought it was uh, 
Blake, Blake Griffin, Griffin, who hasn't dunked this year. So, P.J. Tucker's better than Blake Griffin. Whoa. I'm out. New Texans head coach David Culley says Deshaun Watson is their quarterback. His quote, we're very committed to Deshaun as our quarterback. He's our quarterback. He's the only guy we got under contract at this time right now. Does Deshaun Watson know that he is the Texans no. quarterback? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, you know what this is? This is Alan Walsh versus Marc-Andre Fleury. This David <laughs> Culley person is Alan Walsh saying a bunch of stuff and hasn't either, one, talked to the guy, or two, he just doesn't believe it. Where Deshaun Watson's like, I told you I'm not coming back. Can you please move me? And Alan Walsh slash David Culley saying, he's our guy, we're moving forward. How? Okay, this is the best back-to-back stories you've ever done. Because P.J. Tucker just said, I'm not showing up, and the Rockets said, okay, I guess we'll trade you. Deshaun Watson, one of the five best quarterbacks in the league, wants to be traded, says he's not showing up, and the Texans are like, nah, we can't trade you, man. We got it. You're our quarterback. Yeah. Like, there's, I don't know if there's a better juxtaposition between the NBA and the NFL than P.J. Tucker and Deshaun Watson, who are in the same yeah. city, too. Yeah, that's right. There's something about Houston. Uh, well... Cully might think this. I mean, I don't know. Look, I don't know with the pandemic, if there's OTAs this year or offseason. Who knows? But when he shows up for stuff that matter and, and, like, where's Deshaun, everybody? He's like, hey, David, did you not read the quotes in the paper? This guy's not coming. That's crafty wording right there. I give you credit. <laughs> Michigan State basketball will have a presenting sponsor. They will be known as the MSU Spartans, presented by Rocket Mortgage. What the hell is that? Amazing. Well, I got to be honest with you. Bad news for deadline writers, because there's no way I'm writing about Rocket Mortgage on deadline. They're the Spartans. Two, aren't you surprised? Let's be honest. Now, maybe it's the pandemic. I get a lot of people lost money. But aren't you surprised this hasn't happened before? Like some, like Texas... Um, Duke basketball, Notre Dame. I mean, nah, I'm sure they'll all fall in line. Now, if you're in Texas or Notre Dame, I'm like, well, if those dudes can do it, we're going to go get the bank down the street to sponsors. But I'm almost surprised this hasn't happened before that they've been sponsored and, like, they've taken money from people. I am very curious to see how much Rocket Mortgage paid for this because yeah. there is no way anybody outside of the in-house PA announcer is ever saying no, MSU no. Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. No, You're not no. filling out your bracket next year and picking <laughs> MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. They're not going to be listed on the bracket as that. So, like, how much did they pay just to get their name read inside the arena during games? Okay. Well, we go, we go back to what's supposed to be worth it and what's not worth it. Here's the thing. I bet we could afford to make it the UNLV Running Rebels presented by the press box. Oh. No, there might, be be s- compl- might be a conflict of interest, but if we can get past that part. Um, hey, all, all money, that, hey, our money is just as green as anybody else's. <laughs> no, they're going to be swimming in Otzelberger buyout money soon. They're not going to oh. need our $7. No. Next question. Okay, this is a tweet from Justin Emerson. I didn't do any research into this myself, but are Silver Knights tickets really being sold for $69.50? Jesus. Look, I, I, I look, are you going to be surprised? Like, I, I'm not going to be surprised. Um, I mean, what, and, and wasn't I, the whole thing? I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if, uh, if they sell them. 
what wasn't the whole like pitch of this team was affordable hockey? Yeah, I mean, well, I think that's the pitch of every minor league team in the history of minor leagues. Like, it's affordable. You can't, you can't, you can't afford the big clubs. So come watch us. I mean, there's not a minor league team out there that isn't that pitch. It's affordable and it's fun. Like that's the like you're gonna see a guy like you're gonna see somebody go blow themselves up in like center field in between innings, and then you're gonna have children race each other. That's minor league. I uh, I I I couldn't have felt better yesterday. I really couldn't have. When there was a tweet about um, uh, the gold helmets not going away, um, and and I asked him and I said, "Is that really true?" And the text back is, "Yes, but you'll like this better." The gold helmets were the brainchild of McPhee. Oh, made oh, my day. Oh, McPhee? made my day. McPhee's yes. doing jerseys and oh. helmets. Doing an what? Irish. I was doing an Irish jig back to the media room at the Thomas and Mac. Oh, you're that's telling beautiful. me. The reason they couldn't trade one of the goalies in the offseason is because yes. McPhee was declining calls yes. to design the helmets? Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's, what? He's, in a dark, he's in his office. It's dark, and he's just got, yes. like, a piece of paper, and he just like, keeps coloring it in. And he's yeah. going, like, it's not gold enough. Sir, we have the uh, we have the devils on the line. Not now! Yeah. No, they. Uh, one, of our, one of our writers said, hey, you'll love this because they know how I feel about the helmets, but they also know my other feelings and they're like yeah it was the brainchild of me and i'm like well you know i'd call him up and ask him but i'm not getting that return call so uh <laughs> uh what are you gonna do but they're here to stay my friend okay george mcphee is never gonna get fired by bill foley because <laughs> he's all on board this golden knights thing like foley's yes. gonna be like oh we haven't won the cup yet but that's an awesome helmet so i can't let the guy go that came up with that He's, oh, McPhee's a genius. He's in for life with Foley. This is never going to change. This must be like a, a, a matador strategy. Like, yeah, yeah uh, George, we need to talk about how we have uh, been faring in the uh, postseason. All right. Yeah, that's cool. But I've got I mean, all these drawings of New Jersey's oh. that really accent the Golden Knight. Wait, wait. If, I've got, I, I know what happened. I know what happened. Bill Foley loved Nate Schmidt. They oh. broke the news of trading Nate Schmidt to Bill oh Foley by showing yes. him the shiny helmets. Yeah, that's what yes. happened. That's how this happened. Like this is ba- why the shiny helmets exist. Like a baby with keys, just like woo. <laughs> let me ask. Let me ask you this. I tell you yes. I tell you now. Never mind. And I say, hey, the the gold helmets are here to stay. And I now know who was responsible for them. You get out a pen and a paper. How many numbers do you get before you say it's McPhee? Oh, far. Very far down <laughs> yeah. the list. Oh, I think every single player is on the list before George yes. McPhee. Yes. Alan Walsh is on that list before <laughs> McPhee. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we are going to try to spell the names of random minor league players that are at spring training. William Hill is giving you a free 50 bucks to bet. When you sign up for a new mobile sports account, use the promo code GET50. That is G-E-T-5-0. And then, when you get a minimum of $50 in sports bets, you'll get a free 50 bucks in your account from William Hill. You get a free $50, and you can place all your bets straight from your phone. It's Bet50, Get50 from William Hill. Just remember the promo code GET50. For more details, visit WilliamHill.us. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. Ron Weitzman's going to join us in about eight minutes, talk some NBA. But now we're testing our spelling skills. Jared, what are we doing? 
All right. We are going to be doing a spelling bee. It's going to be spring training for you guys. Each of you will have five words that you must spell. You can ask for the word in a sentence and its country of origin. So whenever Jeez. you guys are ready, we can start. Let's go. How can we not be ready for this thing? Spring training spelling bee. All right, Ed, we're going to start off with you. Here is your first word. Asterisk. Would you like to hear it in a sentence? No, I just wrote it down. Ready? K-R-Z-Y-Z-E-W-S-K-I. No, that's Krzyzewski. Hold on. That's the only word I know how to spell it. Asterisk. A-S-T-E-R-I-S-K. A-S. T-E-R-I-S-K. Asterisk. All right. Yeah. All right. I, I, I thought it was going to be K-R-Z-Y-Z-E-W-S-K-I. All it's right. It's the only hard word I know how to spell. That's, uh, that's a for Ed. All right. Tyler, your first word is? Trash can. Would you like to hear it in a sentence or the country of origin? <laughs> Tyler? We're writing them down, Jerry. <laughs> I want to I wanna hear Ed's words used in a sentence. All right. Oh, Any hold team on. that only had to play 60 games to win a World Series deserves an oh, asterisk. You know what? He's <laughs> Talk about setting would it you, up on a tee and going you, to the shift. Would you like to hear trash can in a sentence? No. Uh, can I get the country of origin first? 18th century, late middle <laughs> Houston. Uh, all right. Please use it in a sentence. Using a trash can is better than only playing 60 games. Oh. Okay, am I sensing a pattern here that this is completely set up just to rip the Dodgers? <laughs> All right, I will I will give it a shot here. Um, trash can is spelled L-E-G-A-L. T-R-A-S-H-C-A-N. Trash can. Oh, see, Ed's winning. You see, it's all working uh, out for you, Ed. All right, Ed, your next word is... Dave Roberts. Oh, man. Would you like I, the country of origin? Or, sorry, would you I don't like want the origin? Send, I, do I have a feeling this is what Bischoff was doing in the media room last night and he was setting up these sentences? I have nothing um, to do with this, Ed. This is all Jared. So I would, uh, just for giggles, let's hear it in a sentence because I know it's coming. Dave Roberts has never won a World Series in a 162-game season. <laughs> B-U-H-F-O-O-N-E-R-Y. D O C R O B E R T S. Oh, you what happened to Dave Roberts? Wait, what, what happened to Dave? D A V E. She only gave D- us the last name. No, no, she spelled it. Oh, Doc. She did? Yeah, she, she spelled it Doc, Doc Roberts because oh, I thought she you went would... to the. Oh, she went oh. to the Doc. Okay. So, uh, by the way, his uh, origin. Okinawa. There we go. All right, Tyler. Your next person is Dusty Baker. Oh, okay. Uh, let's let's hear the origin and why it's sometime uh, BC, California. Oh, California. Uh, yeah, seventeen hundred BC. Uh, please use Dusty Baker in a sentence for me. <laughs> Dusty Baker is going to destroy Jake Odorizzi's arm. Oh, that's fine. We don't care about that guy. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. All right. So I would spell this: A L Manager <laughs> of the Year. Ah. Uh. J-O-H-N-N-I-E-B-B-A-K-E-R-J-R. Dusty Baker. Wait, what did that spell? I bet what was I did that? Not, I did, that was too fast for me. What did that spell? What was that? Johnny B. Baker Jr. That's his name. Oh. oh. 
All right, Ed. Your third word is Kenley Jansen. I'm going to try this one. No, because, no, use this in a sentence. Because, you better use because, this in a sentence. Because I don't want a sentence on this one because it's going to be something about ninth, <laughs> ninth inning horrors. So I will say K-E-N-L-E-Y, J-A-N-S-E-N. K-E-N-L-E-Y, J-A-N-S-E-N. Kenley uh, I don't want a sentence and I don't want origin because I know what's coming. All right, Tyler, your next word is Jake Odorizzi. Can I hear Kenley Jansen in a sentence? <laughs> yes, you can. Ed Graney might throw a remote through his TV when Kenley Jansen makes an appearance. <laughs> is this your mother? Who is this person? Is this Cassie Soto? Who is this person? No, it's, it's Sylvia from Comp. <laughs> um, what's the language of origin on Jake Odorizzi? Illinois. Uh, can, can you use it in a sentence, please? Jake Odorizzi is not prepared for Dusty Baker. Okay. All right. So Jake Odorizzi, J-A-K-E-O-D-I-R-I-Z-Z-I. J-A-K-E-O-D-O-R-I-Z-Z-I. Jake Odorizzi. I should have known it's Illinois. There's an extra O in there. All right. You ready, Ed? Walker Bueller. Okay, just give me the sentence. Go ahead. Fernando Tatis is definitely taking Walker Bueller deep again this year. W-A-L-K-E-R-B-U-H-L-E-R. W-A-L-K-E-R-B-U-E-H-L-E-R. Walker Bueller. Just just give me the sentence. Just get this over with. All right. Your next word, Tyler. Aledmis Diaz. Oh, brutal. Okay, let's use Aledmis Diaz in a sentence. The team signed Aledmis Diaz to make Jose Altuve's errors look better. Yeah, I wish she was healthy. All right, Aledmis. I do not know how to spell this. Let's see. A-L-E-D-M-Y-S-D-I-A-Z. Oh, yes, let's go. All right, so at this point... Because he spelled that, can I just forfeit and we end this? No, no, you've got one oh. final word and you're in the lead. <laughs> All right, final word for Ed. If you win this, I believe, or if you get this right, I believe it puts you two up on Tyler. I haven't been keeping track of the score. Bruzar Graterol. Oh, well, we just got tied. Would you just, would you like to, would you like to hear it in a sentence? Why not? I'm not going to spell it, so go ahead. No way in hell Ed knows who Bruzdar Graterol is. I'm going to shorten it to B-I-Z for biz, and then I'll say Gradal is G-R-A-D-A-L. B-R-U-S-D-A-R-G-R-A-T-E-R-O-L. Bruzdar Graterol. All right, Tyler, this is to tie it up and for us to go to the Go to a... Sudden the, death? Yeah, There's the sudden, sudden death. death round. Oh, God. Enoli Paredes. Oh, I love Enoli. All right. Enoli. Uh, All right, you... use it in a sentence. If Tyler knows how to spell Enoli Paredes, this whole thing is rigged. Oh, E. <laughs> right, here we go. E-N-O-L-I-P-A-R-E-D-E-S. Give me sudden E-N-O-L-I-P-A-R-E-D-E-S. death. E-N-O-L-I-P-A-R-E-D-E-S. E-D-E-S. All right. Is there, a, is there a segment later on co- that we could tease sudden death yes, for? Because we, we need tease, to go to break. We will tease sudden death. We'll find out later which one of Ed and I oh, can spell God. random spring training things oh. better. Coming up next, you're on Weitzman. Um, but I do want to say one thing, though. They, I, I thought this was my building. 
and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. Everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. And I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, Jesus, is my number in the rafters or what? All right, all right, let's go to Bobby Bancroft. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff, live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. Joining us now is Yaron Weitzman. Follow him on Twitter, at Yaron Weitzman. Uh, Yaron, what's the age level? How old do you have to be to where you have to recognize Patrick Ewing at Madison Square Garden? Uh, anything over six years old? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the guy's seven one. What I will say is, I guess it, uh, I'll make this about me, right? It makes me feel a little better personally because any reporter who's covered a Nick game, right, or shows up regularly there, and you deal with this, and I don't even—I laugh. You know, I'm not a beat reporter. I've been there a lot, and you would think the security guys. After some point, you're like, "Don't you know me already? I have to show you my bet. You're stopping me every three seconds. I have to show you my badge." And there are guys, you know, Mark Berman, guys like that who've been covering the Knicks for 35 years or whatever it is, who get stopped around every corner every night by the same people. So I, guess, I thought it was just a media thing, but clearly it's not. Clearly, it's all, including seven foot one former Knicks superstars. Well, it was funny, Ron, because we were talking in the break, and I'm like, okay, you go back to 2002, there's probably security guards who were like five years old when that guy was great there. So it's like, uh, I don't know, and the 7-1 makes sense. But I thought it was funny, we were talking, I was talking to Tyler, they beat Villanova, the best team, and it's the first time, you know, the Georgetown's playing well right now. But it's like, I don't know if that's what I'm talking about in the post-game press conference. I'm, talking, I'm usually talking about, hey, we just beat Villanova. I clearly struck a nerve, sir. Clearly, which again, we've all been there, and then Patrick Ewing um, certainly deserves the respect of anyone. It's probably at some point, probably just like, what the bleep, right? What is going on? This is ridiculous. Um, so I know I get it. I do. <laughs> I hope he coached the whole game, looking down the tunnel at the security guard that didn't know him, just angry, exactly. like no, yes. no clue what was happening. <laughs> Just the, every time out, just staring that guy down. All right, so the, the other thing that I want to ask you that's happened in the last uh, 24 hours here, is P.J. Tucker a good enough basketball player to just sit out until he gets traded? Um, no and yes. How about that? No, right? <laughs> but that whole Houston situation is a mess, and they allowed it to reach that point. So in that case, you know, you open the door and just everything's going to fly. So, uh, And it's not that he's not... You know, one, yeah, maybe he's not good enough, but anyone's good enough if they're willing to take the hit. So I guess Houston could start finding him, but I'm, I'm assuming they didn't want it for some reason. And P.J. Tucker is saying, I'm, what is he, 31, 32, whatever. I've been around. I just, I, I'm cool. I have no I have no interest in doing this. I'm going to uh, call, I, let's play a game of chicken. I'm going to win, right? So that works. Uh, I assume LaMarcus Aldridge is good enough, and that's, you know, happening in San Antonio. It just seems kind of like a pattern now especially when they, we know what happened with Blake Griffin, they get to the points in their career and, you know, the time is running out and it's like, okay, I want to make move. I don't know where San Antonio would move him. I assume he wants to go to a contender, but are you, do you see this as more of a consistent thing now as, as guys get laid on and they're in a, in their careers and they're not on a contender that they, you know, they want to move on and, and try to get there. And, and would you keep doing this if your teams in terms of trying to help them out? Well, the Aldridge thing is different because, so he's a, his, um, He's a bigger name and he's more right, famous. Right. 
think of him as a former all-star, they play much better without him, right? So that's not like one of these things where Houston, it's sort of like, we have a veteran, this team stinks, there's no point here, let's just separate. The Aldridge thing is is a mutual breakup, you know, it's really more mm-hmm. like it. Or not even, actually, I should rephrase, right? The, the Spurs are really dumping him, you know, they dumped him, and they're ha- letting Aldridge save face instead of have to be on the bench. It just, it just wins, for, it, it's a win-win for everybody. So that's a little different, but we've seen things like this before. I mean, I guess Blake Griffin again this year. Yeah, it's it also yeah at a time where teams are I think often more um, specific and calculated with the routes that they take. So you know, we talk about tanking or whatever it is, you know, rebuild stuff like that. It's okay. It's time new reset here. Let's reset here and get rid of the veterans and clear the space. Uh, Blake Griffin and the Nets. What do you think he has left? Is there is there any defense in there to help the Nets out? Um, I don't know about defense. The question, I mean, for them, you know, the defense for him, it's like, he's he's not, he can't move enough to guard perimeter guy. It's going to be guarding five. Basically it's, can we have some people who can help with Joel and beat a little bit? I don't know if Blake Griffin's that guy. Um, Blake Griffin looked really bad in Detroit when the best, the last, uh, when he played earlier this year. Um, that being said, I'm a little more optimistic than others. Um, not that I expect him to be a star or anything, but I believe in his basketball IQ and his ability to just be a cutter, hit open shots, and just thrive in a system where he's surrounded by those that kind of firepower. Um, other, I could be very wrong, right? It could be the kind of thing where he shows up and we realize, oh, wait, no, this guy is broken. He can't move. Jeff Green is better than him. Um, I would, I kind of wouldn't be surprised if we see some nice games from Blake Griffin. I don't know if it's going to make much of a difference. You know, it's not like, I mean, Bruce Brown is do, is thriving in that role, right? So I think anyone can. Um, it doesn't make, and Bruce Brown is solid. And he's kind of shown that he knows how to cut and play off of those guys. It's a different kind of thing. So I think Blake Griffin can do that. I don't know if that's going to elevate the Nets ceiling at all. Like they already, depth, they already good there. They already had that stuff. Uh. LeBron says it's time to go. Last night, the Clippers come back, blow out the Warriors to start the, essentially the second half. When you look at these conferences, Utah and Phoenix, teams like that, uh, up in the East, um, three, two games separate three, do you see this holding on at the top of these divisions or teams like the Lakers and Clippers who everyone thought they'd be at the top say, okay, we can turn it on now? Like These divisions, do you, do you like where the standings are? Or do you see some teams falling back or taking, or taking moves up? Um both right you know um the lakers i think i think we're going to see some coasting from them the rest of the season right and it would make sense they should they had a long season last year we know what they can be in the playoffs uh we like it's anthony davis has to recover so i wouldn't i don't know about them the utah thing is fascinating phoenix is obviously playing great ball um i expect denver to have a low run to them maybe they can climb up the standings too to me those are like those five teams are the that's the upper echelon in the west it's hard to predict anything right now given how funky the schedule is in terms of being condensed and you know, and you have the COVID stuff going on. It's just, it's really hard to predict. Those are the five teams I expect to be at the top of the standings. Um, we can see what order. In the East, um, I, I would be surprised if the Nets don't overtake the Sixers soon at the top. Um, the Nets are just, they look fantastic. But again, I expect them, the Sixers, and the Bucks to be the top three over there. All right, Yaron, you wrote a story uh, a couple weeks ago about basketball players pooping their pants during games. <laughs> and that is true. I am, I am curious. How do you approach people to ask about that? Uh, <laughs> just, you just do it. Um, well, some people weren't happy. So the, the context was I actually had these quotes from like two years ago. There was a game where Hassan Whiteside oh. um, 
left early. He I don't know, he left the bench early. He had been benched, and he cameras caught him walking back early, and it was a whole thing. They were down by 14, and this is when he was struggling, and Eric Spolstra said it's bad for him by Hassan. We're going to talk to him about it. And Whiteside reporters asked him later that day or the next day or whatever it was what happened, and he said, actually, I had to go to the bathrooms. And that got me thinking, wait, is this actually a thing? So I went around to some practices, and what you do is if you're a reporter, like, you know, there's some guys you know could be guys who you can be starting points with. And then I was in Brooklyn and Jared Dudley was on the team. And Jared Dudley is one of those guys who you can, you know, you need a quote on something on a random story or you need to ask somebody something, you find Jared Dudley. Like that is, that is maybe the first pick in this draft. Right. Um, so I asked him and he starts telling me, yeah, Tyson Chandler used to go to the bathroom before every game, Grant Hill during, and he gave me some names and some stories. And from there, I just went up to different people and out of practice. And I asked Devin Booker about it. He looked like I was, he looked at me like I was crazy, but then he took it further and revealed the part, you know, before that I had just known about guys having pregame routines. Um, Devin Booker revealed to me that this is uh, there are, I guess, in-game routines also. It's pretty common. Right. Um, and, and I went with Tyson Chandler and asked him if he was open to, you know, speaking, ask, answering some questions about his ritual. He was not very happy. And I think he said, you have to have something better to talk about with me other than bleeping um, and ran out. Uh, so he was not happy. And then this year, and then this, this in the bubble, George Hill kind of made this, he brought this back to my attention. The story never ran and George Hill in the bubble, you know, there was after the boycott, um, the Bucks came back and the national anthem was going and George Hill is not, he's in the back in the national anthem and ESPN cameras, uh, showed him in the back, and everyone assumed because George Hill had led the decision to boycott following the George uh, Floyd. Uh, not was it, no, it wasn't George Floyd. I'm forgetting who it was now. Jacob Blake, excuse me, the Jacob Blake shooting. Um, George Hill had sort of led the boycott, and people assumed, I think, that this was the national anthem. Like he was, you know, doing a version of the Colin Kaepernick thing, right? He was protesting the national, protesting America during the national anthem. Um, so protesting for criminal justice. Um, and so he gets asked him, he's doing this serious press conference for 10 minutes and he gets asked about it. Why were you there? And he goes, you want to know the actual answer? And the reporter said, yeah. And he goes, I had to take a bleep. You know, that's what I do at every game. So from there, I was like, okay, we're good. If George Hill can joke about this during that sort of press conference, I can then write about it. So uh, it's a roundabout way of saying it. And then I've gotten since, and I know I'm rambling, I got some good stories from other people texting me saying, this is, you have no idea how big of a trend this actually is in terms of the in-game accidents. <laughs> There's no chance you can bury the lead on that story. Like there's, it, it, I mean, the lead on that story. I I I don't know how you did it, but uh, you know, um, did you did you also did you also talk to Jared Dudley first and then preface every other question afterwards as Jared Dudley said? That way you can well, just throw it back on Dudley. No, I, heard, I heard you know you have to come. You need the information. This is reporting one on one, right? I need the in. I need to have something to show the subject that I, I have something for, I know I'm in the know and that opened the door right but did you did you throw Jared Dudley under the bus when you yeah, went to the chair? Oh, oh for sure yeah yeah for sure okay, <laughs> okay. perfect that's all that's all we need perfect um last thing I wanted to ask you Ron what's the deal why do players keep having to miss games because of barbers and haircuts and why don't teams just hire their own barber at this point <laughs> it's a great question I thought well, who was it um Joel Embiid, I think what he posts, he posts like, look at these haircuts and I'm the guy in trouble. Um, yeah, it's a real thing. I mean, so here, I'm going to be serious about this. Well, team, the team thing is different, right? Um, the players, I, I think there's a misconception out there in the public about how um, risk averse the players are to about COVID, right? I think there's a bit of misconception. And if you look at their Instagram pictures, especially, uh, 
feeds over the summer, I think it was very clear, especially, right? Um, these are not guys who are, um, I'm not going to say they're not masking up. These are not people who are taking every precaution that maybe the rest of us are as they spend, you know, months inside hibernating. Um, I think it's fair to say. So I don't know if it's on their mind that much. Uh, why the teams don't necessarily, and I know I'm generalizing with the players, but I think it's a fair generalization mostly, right? Obviously there are exceptions. Um, the teams, that's a good question. I mean, again, but then the barbers got to be careful too. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a, I, don't, I don't have a good answer. But the, to be serious about it, my first answer is that. I just don't think the players are thinking the way that we think they're thinking often. It's just always barbers. They're the leading cause of COVID issues in sports across this country. Everybody who gets yeah, a haircut exactly. ends up ends up on the exactly. Well, he is Yaron Weitzman. Again, follow him on Twitter at Yaron Weitzman. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks, Yaron. Thanks, guys. Boy, oh. good thing you read that story. We needed that update. Oh, the pooping story. Jeez. Oh, it's oh, so it's good. Beautiful. It's so good. Wow. We need more transparency with pooping in sports. Lamar yes. Jackson, just admit it. Just admit you had to poop. It wasn't cramps. <laughs> we know it wasn't cramps. All right, coming up next, our sharp is back. And he's rolling with soccer picks. What'd you say, Jared? I said it was a type of cramps. Oh. Oh. Our sharp's up next. It's time to find the sharp. Brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. All right, Nate is back. He's gotten two soccer picks in a row, right? Nate, where are you going today? All right, we're going to go to uh, Syria and take Atalanta over what Google tells me is the equivalent of Spice. I don't know how to pronounce Spezia. <laughs> Spezia. Yes, Atalanta and Spezia in Syria. All right, we got you in for Atalanta against Spezia. Atalanta, fifth place in Syria, Spezia in 15th place. So you should be feeling good about this one. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Nate. Yep. Yep. So there is another I'm soccer pick. From He'll Nate. never pick nothing but soccer, and he will be a 42-day winner. You After. say that, and then he loses on something ridiculous <laughs> like Spezia beating Atalanta. <laughs> All, right. All right, Jared, it's sudden death time <laughs> of the spelling bee. Okay. Come on, Jared. Uh, here Trevor. is here is the s- sudden death. We are switching up. It is okay. Here are the special rules for sudden death. Oh my God! Score first, you win. Uh. Intern, name current Marlins or Mariner pitchers. Whoever can go. Whoever what? can name the first person to not be able to name a current Marlins or Mariners pitcher is the loser. So we're gonna. What s- if what if neither Wait, one what? of us can name any Marlins or Mariners? Yeah. Well, then you both lose. Only and pitchers? And it's a tie? Yes. Then it ends in a tie. You kissed your sister. Oh, All right. O- only pitchers. Okay. We're going to start off with Tyler because he was the one who got us to overtime. So ready. Ty- okay. Tyler, whenever you're ready, name a Marlins or Mariners pitcher. Oh, I hope he's still there. Caleb Smith. All right. So here's the problem I didn't think about. I have to look these up now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. All right, Ed, it's your turn to steal. All you got to do is get one right. Fail minus pass. <laughs> oh, come on. You guys really? Come on. <laughs> that was too hard of a tiebreaker. Uh, 
You think uh, we know right, a Moen or fine. a Mariner? Why would we know it's those spring guys? Training. You gotta get your you gotta get your like arms loose. You gotta get your riding hands loose. You. you gotta be ready to talk about Marlins and Mariners at yeah. any time at the drop of listen, a hat. Listen, Where I'm did just Caleb worried. Smith go? Yeah. I don't even know if he's Where is he? I'm looking, I'm looking right now. Does Randy Johnson count? Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, he's still in the league. He's still in the league. Uh, Oh, okay. Tyler can win by default. I'm just worried that Trevor Bauer got hit up the other day, so he's now pitching with both eyes closed. So let me worry about that. What a bum. What a bum. (laughs) Trevor Bauer trying to pitch with one eye closed. Beaned a batter for the Mariners. Yeah, he hit a guy. Are you kidding me? He's endangering the lives of his fellow athletes because he's trying to be funny and pitch with one eye closed. He should be thrown out of the league, Ed. Banned from baseball for life. It's It's... the most revolting thing I've ever seen a baseball Mm -hmm. player do. I mean... John Rocker also exists, so I mean, I would, I would, I'd try to ease back a little bit on the most revolting thing. But our uh, band. So wouldn't uh, he get? Wouldn't he get his full contract then? I don't care as uh, long as Ed doesn't get to watch him pitch. So that uh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was fun. Got right, the uh, I mean, Bruzar Graterol. <laughs> Biz. No, for the for this entire thing being bizarre. I am uh, I am disappointed that Jared thought we were going to be able to name Marlins uh, and Mariners. I I pictures. thought you would be able to get at least one each. No, I assumed I can, you both. I can name a Mariners position player or three. See, but I assumed you could do that. Like, there's a Seager on the Mariners. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, we could have done that for at least a not minute, the, but not the good one. But go ahead. <laughs> good Lord, man. A kid is fired up in spring training. I think he's got three bombs, Corey. Oh, a contract year. Come on. God, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, what, what, what are we supposed to do with that? You getting pumped up about <laughs> Seager hitting home runs in spring training. Uh, it's ridiculous. Is this the most you enjoy watching your team play at spring training because you know the games don't matter? Oh, I'm I'm refreshing ESPN all day long to get updates on the box score. Sure, <laughs> this is I'm, all right. So, so yeah. team wins the because, World yeah, Series. Because, you spend yeah. the entire time sweating and pacing around the yes. room. Spring training, you're like, I love this team, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get a little worried when I see Bowers line the other day, but again, he might have one eye closed still. I still still think he's okay. Have not seen Bellinger in the lineup a, a lot of days. Worried about the health. Uh, but yeah, for the most part. Yeah, Kershaw gave up a run yesterday. Don't like that. But, yeah, for the most part. Tyler, would you like to do a breakdown of (laughs) Houston Astros spring training baseball? I was just going to say, Bauer got lit up by the Mariners, and he he got afraid of the American League and ran over to the National League because he knows it's easier. He couldn't handle the AL West. Look, he's a great number three. And uh, we uh, (laughs) – oh, oh, man. I I see. This is where I missed. This is my – this is my uh, bad on um, uh, what do you call it? Minor or spring spring uh, training? Sur- uh, surgically repaired right shoulder for Bellinger. I forgot he went under the knife uh, in the off season. Kids, but the kids expected to be back. So, uh, oh, that's right. Didn't he just done. pop his shoulder back in yeah. the place during the World Series? Like, no big deal. Yeah. It's He's, fine. Well, expected to come back, uh, be a DH. Maybe wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is Felix Hernandez still pitching for the Mariners? 
Hold on. Let me look. <laughs> what about Jamie Moyer? I will claim victory over Ed's ridiculous guess of Randy Johnson. Yes. Come on, Felix no, Hernandez. No. Oh, what happened to Felix? Uh, Where's Felix? This guy's probably retired. I'm looking right now. Hold so he's, on. He's still on a team? He is currently trying to make the Braves. Yeah. The he's Braves? What he's he's, he's what trying you to make about, the Braves. Well, he's what you said about Manny Ramirez. He's in Australia getting some money to keep playing. Why is he with the yeah, it was the Brisbane B- Braves. Yeah, the Brisbane the Braves. The Braves. <laughs> uh. All right. All right, so the spelling bee, in theory, worked. The tiebreaker did not. I know this now. We, spelling so- spelling bee was excellent. The tiebreaker um, was worse than NFL overtime. I think we have all left this competition feeling like Jared came up with yeah. an overtime worse than the NFL. We feel, which a, little, is we feel a lot of down a little. Yeah, actually. which is it, which... It's, it's like I feel like Donovan McNabb when Donovan McNabb found out during a game that you could yes. tie after overtime. Yeah, that's how I feel right now. As I I didn't realize I could be that let down by sudden death overtime, but then Jared came with the Marlins and Mariners pitchers, named them. I mean, when Tyler wins with an asterisk, uh, as I spelled correctly, uh, it's not a good it's, it's not a good day for me. Asterisk. <laughs> We also there now, is no asterisk. Well, there is no asterisk on this title, Ed. The, the biggest thing that we have, though, is we now have this drop. So anytime World Series champion. Asterisk. Oh, oh. <laughs> rings fit the same, my friend. The rings will fit the same. What rings? You guys don't deserve them. Asterisk.